Hello and thank you for being here with me. Welcome to another episode of the Tyra Raymond Poet Show. Welcome in everybody. Before we begin and move on to our guest today on the show, let's hear from Pauline Hanson Gilman, who will be kindly leaving us with some words about a poet called Tolu Akiyemin, who has been featured on multiple episodes on the show previously. Um, and uh, here is what she had to say about that episode. Hello, Tyra, Pauline Hansen-Gilman. I've just listened to the interview. I know it's a day late, but I've just listened to it with um, you and Tulu. I found it motivational. I found it inspirational. I found it absolutely awesome. So much information in there. And the gentleman speaks clearly from his heart and you uh, you could tell um, you know the way he speaks that his upbringing has had a lot to do with the shape of the man now so I thank you once again I thank him for coming on your show and letting us listen to him well done thoroughly enjoyed it Paula is a poet and performs her poetry on the Yorkshire poetry scene. As a child, Paula danced and did gymnastics and it won't come as a surprise to you that the performer in Paula won and she completed drama school in Manchester Polytechnic School of Theatre. Paula has worked as an actor and has directed The Tempest with a group of 28 learning disabled young people which they performed on the main stage at the Lawrence Batley Theatre in Huddersfield. She's also a teacher of dance and drama and she has taught acting at Sarah Packham Theatre School in Keithley. She has also been an associate artist with plays for many years and toured rurally and worked in community theatre. And she's worked as a lead artist on many projects and in community engagement and project management. Paula is also an accredited relational dynamic coach. She has written her first play, The Mounting of which is work in progress. And I have the privilege to have met Paula when she headlined at Bernadette's Poetry Night called High Five in Haworth. So why not welcome Paula to the show and hear her first poem called Listen with an Open Heart. Listen with an Open Heart. Listen with an open heart, I heard the angels say. Listen with an open heart throughout your day to day. Guidance comes from the divine. The universe and all its wisdom will take your hand and point you to the peace and personal freedom. Be available and be kind. Be generous of spirit. Listen with an open heart and place yourself within it. From here, you can begin to accept the universe's gift to live with love of self and others as the ground beneath you shifts. 
to be present and responsive in those closest interventions, to give freely your joyous energy and receive it back extended. Being open and receptive in each interaction from the start begins with simply listening, listening with an open heart. Thank you so much, Paula, um, for starting us off with um, such a beautiful piece, short and sweet, listen with an open heart. Um, first of all, uh, a very, very warm welcome to the show, Paula. It's an um, absolute delight to have you here. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right today. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's helped when the weather lifts you, isn't, isn't it, really? But um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me on to here. This is, this is really lovely. You're welcome. It's a pleasure because it's not been uh, too long since I saw you perform your uh, first headline performance at High Five at Bernadette's um, Poetry Night in, um, seems been that long, how <laughs> I know. Oh, what a great night that was as well. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm so grateful to what, what we fondly call hashtag poetry fan because you know mm. Simon Pickles I, I did his night first and mm. came across him through through um, a photographer friend right and people were so warm and so welcoming and and then I heard about Bernie's night and she's just been so unbelievably supportive you know um, and I know you had Yvonne on quite recently as well Yvonne mm. Garte who's a fabulous poet and just everybody as they just they're so warm and and make you feel so safe you know to um share your poems because I've not been I mean I'm, I'm an actor and, and director and writer so I'm used to performing it's not that but mm. I've never performed my own poetry um mm. up until about a year ago and then I plucked up the courage then to um you know because I'd sort of uh, this photographer friend had sort of said oh you write poetry oh well I know somebody and you know mm. how things happen just like that. You're, you're introduced yeah. to people. But it just felt right at that time to start sharing my poetry, even though I'd been writing for years, really. Brilliant. And you've kind of just answered um, my next question. Well, uh, first question, really, which was going to be, uh, because when I first uh, met you, I think it was in uh, July, around the time that you you said that you started you know, performing and coming on the poetry scene. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing you with a massive folder and you were struggling to, to, you know, like decide which poem to start off with. So that tells us something that you have been writing for a while. When did you actually write your first piece? Oh, blimey. I think I probably wrote it in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, in the, probably the mid-90s. Um, and I don't even know what prompted me, except, except that I just felt like I needed to write something down. Hmm. You know? Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's kind of developed on from there because I've also just written, um, I say just, it's probably six months ago that I finished it, but um, mm. my first um, full-length play, yeah, which was, um, it's, it's, what a fabulous experience. I went out to Sweden to do a um, writing residency with a dance company out there because um, mm. we were hoping to work on the piece together. But unfortunately, things have changed a little bit since then in the sense that yeah. um, they're now sort of living, the, the company is two people and they're living disparately, one in Australia and one in, I think, um, I think in Tel Aviv, out in mm. Tel Aviv. So, you know, things just haven't kind of come together on that as yet, but I know that they will. 
um, in terms of the piece being put on. Um, and things evolve, don't they, over time? Definitely. And I think writing is obviously clearly it's not anything new for you because you've, you've you know, you've written uh, poems for many years. Um, but just performing, that's been this, I think, kind of like you said, you know, you finally had the courage. Um, did you ever have instances where you thought, you know what, I, I want to start, you know, performing my work, but I don't know where to go? Or what was the kind of thing holding you back, if you like? I think the thing that was holding me back was because... You know, as an actor, um, mm. you, you're working with somebody else's words. Yeah. Um, and you bring them to life. And I think when it's, when it, it's your words, mm. it, A, it's so much more personal. But, but, and I am very honest in my poetry. I, I, I do kind of wear my heart on my sleeve a lot in my poetry. Um, mm. and, I, and I think sometimes that makes people feel, oh, crikey, you know. She's talking about that, and but not in an aggressive way, but just very honest. And I did make that promise to myself at one point that, um, you know, you have to be you. Mm. You have to be honest in who you are, um, because if you if you can't be honest with you, mm. and be honest about who you are, then mm. what's it all about? You know, absolutely, you can't do that. You asked me a question and I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> uh, what was holding you back? Oh, what was holding me back? Yeah, so so I think there was that. I had to come to a point where I was more confident in my own voice. Mm. And, and um, yeah, hearing my, my own thoughts and my own views on things and my own feelings about things... Um, said out loud and accepted and my goodness me you know I'm so lucky in the way things have been received and the support that I've had it's it's been wonderful really wonderful and really self-affirming as well actually I don't mean that in an arrogant way at all I, no. I, you know all my views are wonderful. I don't mean that mm. um but it but it's good to have those discussions when people don't agree with you as well and and don't see things the way you do, or to sit and listen to somebody saying something and, and you think, oh, goodness, I would never have seen it like that. Mm. You know, to, to... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's about honesty and being honest, and definitely I agree with you. I, I, I think that 100% about your, your writing and even when you're performing, it's just like, just off the chest, it's just you, really. Um, have you had any occasions where, you know... Um, maybe somebody's disagreed with you or made you feel in that way where, whereby you felt held back? Um, never so much that I felt held back. Mm. Um, and I think that's just a thing about growing in confidence, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember having a very heated discussion many years ago with somebody who just could not hear my point of view and I kept trying to say, you know, um, I hear what you're saying but have you thought about this? And, and mm. you know, they, they just refused to hear it, really. Um, but certainly, no, I think I've, I've had people come up to me after pieces and say, oh, my goodness, you know, that went right through me because... Mm. And they've expressed a, a, an instance or a situation in their life where um, um, they've been deeply touched by by whatever subject matter it might be. I mean, I, um, I'm actually adopted, and, and I know that um, you know 
that that's been a great experience for me but um I know some people have a very very different experience of yeah. that you know so um so yeah people have come up to me and and oh, oh you know and I have st- I've now started sort of saying before certain pieces um mm-hmm. like the refuge for example um which I did that night that you were talking about over at Bernie's night Mm. Um, and I have started sort of saying before some of my poems now look I deal with this in in this poem Mm. Um, just just as a bit of a heads up because sometimes I don't think you quite sometimes realize the power of your own words um, and the effect that they can have on, mm. on other people you know and hopefully even even when things are difficult there's a beauty in in um addressing that of course and i think that's what you're trying to get across uh with the the wonderful piece that we opened with listen with an open heart because that's exactly it's about being open and uh, appreciating that you know when you're reading your work it's it's you know sincere and honest yeah yeah I mean, there's nothing ever meant to offend, nothing ever meant to hurt or upset. Mm. Um, but in- inevitably, when you deal with certain subjects, that does sometimes happen. Um, yeah. Um, and I just hope that people appreciate that that's not the place I'm coming from. It's not it's not an intended thing. You know, it's a response to an idea or a, or a situation or um, a life. You know, so, I mean, some of the things that I write that have affected people haven't actually been my lived experience Mm. um some of them have very much so but others haven't um and I think as an actor in a sense I've I've spent a lot of time getting inside other people's heads and um trying to understand their thoughts and their feelings so I think in that sense that's a bit of an instinct with me definitely yeah I was going to say that because in in your career um obviously which is still a a freelance um what's your title exactly free freelance di- director um well I call myself a theatre practitioner because mm. um it kind of encompass- <laughs> encompasses a multitude of sins really <laughs> <laughs> um so um I'm an actor I've directed I've written I'm a poet um mm. I've done community engagement work I've done lots of community theatres so working with community groups I've directed theatre in forests I've you know done all kinds of stuff I've worked in repertory theatre I've worked in touring theatre um and all of that informs doesn't it it informs Hmm. um where you're at really definitely and you're also putting yourself in other people's shoes um which I think you probably thought right now it's time for for people to put themselves in my shoes and hear my voice because I've kind of given that to other people. Do you know, I've never thought about it like that. Funny I should say that <laughs> phrase just a few minutes ago, but I've never thought about it like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess. And actually, I think that can also come from a point of, um, you know, going through and hopefully now touch what I'm out the other side of menopause. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you just get to a point, and it's and it's been so awful sometimes. You just think, actually, do you know something? This is my mm. time now. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to just stand back and go, oh, all right then, and let everybody mm. trample on me and everybody, you know, walk in front of me all the time. Um, sometimes you just go, actually, no. Do you know something? 
I really, really want to do that and I'm just going to yeah. do it. Um, I went yeah. to um, an event over in Leeds and, oh, goodness, I can't think of the name of the place that it was now. I, re- I remember I couldn't find it. I drove up and down the road about 10 times and I was thinking, well, they'll, they'll have finished by the time I get there. It was one of those things where I just, one night, I just thought, mm. I'm going, I'm doing it. And right. I didn't give myself time to really think about it. I just got in the car and I went. Mm. Um, mm. And again, there was such a lovely group of people. So well, really welcoming. Oh, gosh, I, I wish I could tell you where it was. I think it was Horsforth. Horsforth. You might I'm know who they are. Um... Uh, anyway, I can't think who it is. But um, <laughs> if it drops in, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And do you know what I really like about the scene as well? There are such different poets out there who all appreciate the difference. Yeah. I mean, I think your style is absolutely beautiful. It's oh, so gentle you. and so <laughs> all-encompassing, you know. Um, and then you have the punk poets. You know, you've got Simon who deals with, again, really difficult subjects and, again, speaks yeah. from the heart totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and of course Bernie as well, who who deals with you know really difficult subjects, and um, and often in a humorous way as well. Really For like sure, that. yeah, yeah, definitely, and we can appreciate each other's voices. And like you said, it's been very encouraging for you. And you know, you're, you're off uh, on a flying start, and uh, I can definitely see Thank it in you. your voice. You know, um, well, you are. I think you did absolutely. You were really brave, and you did so well um, when you formed uh, at High Five and went through all your poems and. Definitely, I could see this urging you to kind of, like, kind of carefree, like, that's it, it's my time now, and you need to hear my voice, and, well, not need to hear my voice, but, you know, um, it's time for, for me to be heard, because you are very genuine and honest in your poems, and um, I can agree with you there, it's definitely, like, um, your mon- menopause poem, um, <laughs> that's, that was one that I can't forget as well. Do you know something? I nearly did that one tonight. And then I thought, I'm sure people would be sick of hearing it. Because wherever I go, people ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh. did obviously strike a note somewhere along Yeah, it line. must have. Like I said, I, I haven't forgotten it. <laughs> but it's great because you've done a lot of different things. And um, I think... Um, Obviously, it's in it's in the arts, you know, theatre and and the freelance um, work that you do. But you also do teaching and uh, coaching. Do you find yourself kind of, um, you know, like in between career and arts, or do you think that it's all kind of one for you? It's all one for me, really. I just right. think it's in the blood. It, it, you know, that's just. Mm. Did, over the years, the times that I've turned around to my husband and said, that's it, I'm going to turn to be a lawyer, <laughs> uh, I need to do something else, I can't do this anymore, and then I, I get the next job and I think, you know, that's it, now this is my life, it's wonderful, and all mm. the rest of that, you know, it, it's, I think it's just, I'm sure if you speak to any person who works in the arts, they'd say the same, I've tried to leave this profession so many times. <laughs> um but yeah, it's just there, and I think yeah, even even working a, a regular day job, um, you know, it's always there. It's always there, and I like do tend to go for. It comes down to honesty, like you said. It comes down to honesty, being true to yourself. So clearly, yeah. you 
you've had the courage to always be true to yourself, which I think is brilliant. You've not kind of jumped from this career path and then gone back to the arts. You've always found ways to kind of maintain and stay in there and grow through it as well. Yeah, and I, you do grow through it. Um, and you'll never, you know, I don't think I'll ever be rich, but <laughs> I've certainly grown through it. Yeah, I think you've yeah. got to, haven't you? You've got to in life sort of look at, Look at the positives of, of your experiences. And, I, you know, I've, I've toured the country. I've had the best laughs. I've worked with the most amazing people. Um, and I've been incredibly lucky over, mm. over my time in the arts. I really have. Um, and I did, you know, get to that point, which I never thought I'd get to, where I kind of knew where the next work was coming from. And it wasn't always acting. Um, it might have been project management. It might have been community engagement. It might have been, um, you know, teaching, uh, which I love, by the way. I do love the teaching. Mm. Um, I work at um, Sarah Packham Theatre School at the moment in Keithley. Um, and I could not wish for more lovely, lovely, gorgeous students who are oh, so eager so nice to, to hear. Oh, they're so eager to learn and so eager to have fun and, and work with that. And I just think it, it, it feeds you, doesn't it, to see mm -hmm. young people, because I work with people from probably around six through to 18. Um, and to see that spark in them and to see that growth is wonderful. Um, and I do teach Lambda privately as well. Mm. And just to have, yeah, just to see that spark in young people. It's always been, I've always enjoyed working with young people in that sense. Um, and as far as the coaching goes, I mean, I coach adults. I'm mm. an accredited relation, relational dynamic coach, if I can get my words out. <laughs> and um, yeah, just to see people really finding themselves and, you know, solving their own problems and just walking beside them as they do it is, is, is really rewarding. Yeah, and it really gives you rewarding. a feeling of yeah, fulfillment and clearly you're, clearly you're inspiring others as well. And I think that's I just so. in you. To, yeah, um, I think that's in you to just help others and um, help them find themselves because I think you've not done a bad job of it. Like you said, you've stuck to <laughs> what you wanted to do. Uh, and let's move on to uh, your daughter because I was looking at her Instagram uh, after oh, you yes. posted it on Facebook and Wow, that's a little mini version of you. You've clearly passed it. It's clearly in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of her. Very proud of her. She's, um, I mean, all the way she's been growing up, I've sort of said, you know, it's not an easy life. It doesn't mean to say, you know, riches are not just around the corner. I've really given her it straight. Um, but again, mm -hmm. yeah, she just has it in her. And she's a fantastic dancer and she's a great singer and actress as well. And um, she's going for her dreams. You know, she's... Um, She's in, starting at Vocational College in September where she's doing a course in musical theatre. And um, I am just really proud of her, you know, the, the amount of people that audition for these uh, places. Mm. Um, and she's got in, you know, she's, it's been recognised that the talent is there, which is wonderful. Amazing. And she's still 16 and it takes people, you know, um, up till 30 or even beyond to kind of find out where they want to be. So clearly mm. in her upbringing, she's had that role model, which is you. Um, and, and you must be having these conversations with her as well, very open and, and honest, uh, you know, as, as you do in your work, in your poems. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, she, <laughs> she's not been to see me perform my poems yet, um, <laughs> which will be interesting when she does because she doesn't very often hear me swear. <laughs> <laughs> you might have I'm... to edit it like I you know. did with this <laughs> well no I, you know I think she's older now and I just sort of think yeah, yeah um she could she can cope with that I'm sure she's heard it many many times even <laughs> even if she's not heard it in this house you know she's uh she, she'll have heard it many many times before but um yeah yeah I know I think you'll have to see that side of you <laughs> that naughty side that naughty side <laughs> yeah yes she will <laughs> So like, now it's time for mum. It's time for mum to get her voice out there. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I mean, I think I think she's you know proud of me, proud of me. She has told me that she's proud of me for going out and doing it, you know, and uh, um, taking the bull by the horns, really, and just saying, right, I'm doing it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And going a little bit back, Paula, into your, into your past and the work that you've done in within theatre and uh, I can't get my words out now, <laughs> and uh, directing. Um, so the play called The Tempest, where you had 28 um, young people who had a learning disability. I'm really interested in this because obviously I, that's the kind of work that I do, um, at, you know, that you, you directed at Lawrence Batley Theatre. Um, mm-hmm. What was the process behind this and the story for this play? Well, um, I mean, The Tempest is is um, a play by William Shakespeare, and mm. um, I just felt I just felt that I really wanted to. I think often I, I've worked somewhere previously with uh, teaching young learning disabled people, mm. and the expectations. So I'm not going to say where it was, but the expectations were unbelievably low. Hmm. of of these young people and I just kind of went in and I thought I'm going to start from being ignorant and find out actually what they can do and not hmm. say already before I started what they can't do um and sure enough you know they were working on the most simple of scripts and I took a script in and, and I was being told by the support workers oh they'll never do that they'll never do that hmm. and I said well look you know let's see what we, where we get to and if we've got to pull it back then absolutely fine let's do that and they go, oh, it's just, well mm, you know and I thought no no I'm not going to limit limit this group before I even start hmm. and then as I say I ended up working for it, it was at the time a, a company called full body and the voice it's it's changed its name now but um um so I went in and we built up with this youth theater um and, and I maintain, right, you know, even now that these young guys taught me so much more than I taught them. Mm. I started looking at things in very different ways and, and you know, understanding things differently um, from different perspectives than my own. But, yeah, anyway, um, to get to The Tempest, <laughs> but I was running a series of workshops and mm. a wonderful, wonderful um, artist called Liz Palliser came along and did... Um, a workshop on, on the tempest for me mm. um, with them, and I decided that actually, you know, what they were doing was fun, and what Liz was doing with them was so fantastic. She's a very, very experienced um, artist, and um, so I decided that we we were going to put this on as the fight, you know, at the end of year piece, and we were going to do it in the main house. So mm. we had twenty eight learning of learning disabled people of, of very different abilities within the group. And um, 
you know, for some of them, it was all they could do to make eye contact with you. Hmm. And for others, they were completely out there and, and really raring to go, you know. So there was a massive um, uh, distortion, if you like, in abilities of uh, the mix, rather, not distortion of abilities. Yeah. Um, so it was finding a, a place for e- each of those individuals to shine, even if all they could do at the end of the day was to come in and be part of a crowd scene. That for yeah. them was a massive achievement and mm-hmm. a massive move forward from when I first met them. And then there were others who, you know, were taking on the characters and um, fully taking on the characters, performing, learning the lines um, and really achieving highly, you know. So we catered for them all. I didn't want it to be, you know, exclusive to the point where, no, I'm sorry, you can't be in this because you can't do that. For me, Mm. it was more about, well, what can you do and how do we incorporate that in? to what we're doing you know um and I worked with a young designer um who had literally just come out of college and I think it was her second job who was fantastic and again the name escapes me but I really (laughs) hope she's gone on to do wonderful things because she was so talented um and yeah they got to perform in in the main house at the Lawrence Batley Theatre we were we were resident company a resident company um Mm. along with um Chol and uh, Balbir Singh Dance Company at the time, actually, but they've they've moved out now. I don't I don't think Chol is all there either. But um, yeah, um, it was a privilege. It was an absolute privilege to bring something like that um, to a main house theatre. You know, in, in the theatre. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, and it was wonderful for them to have that experience. Absolutely. Uh, I think partway through, I thought I was absolutely mm. bonkers taking it on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we did it, and 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 it was they were great. They were fantastic. Amazing, such an amazing and inspiring story. Because uh, I mean, when was that? Because obviously, a lot has changed. Um, you know, in society in the past de- decade about uh, mm. learning disabilities and what a disability even is. So when, when was this, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, that was uh, 2006, I believe. No, 2007, probably. Wow. That particular one. Amazing. And yeah. you had the attitude, whereas, you know, the average person would, wouldn't. Like, you know, in that time, people were just, obviously, they, they recognised it, Um, you know, what a learning disability, but the attitude's was very different then compared to now yeah but but like I say because I directed the main company as well in um a piece um we opened up a conference at um the University of Doncaster and um and what the creativity and that lack of of thought inhibition Mm. Um, in the group, and that was in the main company, the, the actors um, who were there as the main company all the time, um, yeah. was just incredible. And it showed mm. me that we really do limit ourselves in in the way we look at things and the way we work with text or the way we create things often. You know, we limit ourselves to, well, this is about this, so that's got to be the story. And actually yeah. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, we we all bring something very different, whatever our our ability is. 
and like you said, everyone is different and um, we're, we're going to hear this line in uh, the poem that we are going to close with uh, called Shopping. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really important. And like I said, you do touch base on real life issues and they might be personal, but they're also very relatable uh, to people in the audience. Like you've said, people have come up to you and said, you know, that really touched me. And I think that's just so important in having um, that in your work as well. Um, so this play parlor that you've been um, writing, uh, did you manage to do a little bit more in lockdown or has that not really made a difference? Do you know, no, it's not because actually I'm working full time at the moment. I was incredibly lucky just before lockdown to start a contract right. that finishes at the end of wow. September, which I can do from home. So incredibly lucky. Yeah, oh, and I'm aware of how lucky I am to to have um, to have got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, no, and do you want no, to actually, share? the the play oh, is God. there. It's in my head. I'm letting it rest at the minute, and then mm. I'm going to go back to it. And I'm only on uh, first draft at the minute, so I need to go back and revise it, and you know, take on board the um, comments that I've had. I put it out for for um, criticism, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some wonderful feedback for it in terms of um, you know great ideas about how I can improve it and uh, great you know good things about what what really works within it and, and mm. what maybe doesn't read as well and yeah so that's great so it's all there to work on and, and it is I'm not dropping it in any way shape or form I will get that play on <laughs> <laughs> at some well, point that, I will yeah. get that play on and I'm actually excited for you, really, because um, I guess, you know, this is what's next. It's going to be you having your own play and then um, getting back on the scene and sharing more poetry. And um, how did it make you feel when, uh, obviously, obviously, I know you've got this job and it's, get, you know, it's up until September and it's full time, you're doing it from home. And you probably don't feel like you've got extra time on your hands, especially when it's full time. Mm. But in terms of obviously, you know, not being able to go out there and perform, how did that make you feel? What did it change for you? Um, well, I mean, the difficulty about lockdown really for, for us as a family has been that mm-hmm. we've had um, great loss in the family. We've lost three family members and a, and a, a yeah. good a good family friend of, of over 40 years. So there's been great sadness for us in this time um, as well to cope with. So I've not really been in a place over lockdown um, where I felt like I I could or really wanted to perform or, you know, just even to, I mean, tonight, just to even get through the poems has been, um, I'm really pleased I did. <laughs> I mean, Otherwise yeah, we wouldn't have a show, would we? But, yeah, um. no, but honestly, like you have been really courageous to do that. And my thoughts and prayers are with your family members that you lost and with your whole family and you, because that is, that is really, really sad to know and hear. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, losing my mum's just been the worst, the worst possible thing. But, you know, she's, she would not want me now to sit and wallow. She would want me to get back out there, which, you know, I'm doing. So that's that's positive, Literally. isn't it? Yeah. Literally, I think you're doing doing great and you're, yeah, brave. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's kind. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so um, I did have another question. Um, what I was going to say was that, do you intend to kind of make your poems into like poetry sets when you get back on the scene or is it going to be all about this play? And do you want to give us some clues or shall we keep it a secret for now? <laughs> um, give you a clue. Uh, well, I will say it's a play about kindness. 
and the kindness Aww. of strangers. Um, which might make it seem a bit soppy. It's not particularly soppy, but um, I mean, as you know, in, in the way I write it, things, you know, things come out. Yeah, um, open and honest. And it's, it's totally not based in this time or in this place or it's not about me or anything like that. Um, mm. It's um, it's based on conversations that I had with a, a wonderful writer, Jim Woodland, um, who I've worked with for many, many years, Um as associate artist with a, an arts company called Blaze. Um, and it came out of conversations that we had about a particular piece, which we'd hoped to get on. And then we realised that um, the rights were with an incredibly powerful company who were not going to let us get anywhere near it. <laughs> but we hadn't realised that before we started. And this piece came out of these conversations. And, um, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's how it came about. Um, but in terms of the poetry, I mean, you know, I, I've got a copy of your wonderful book. Thank you so much for that. Oh, um, you're welcome. And um, or your latest, I should say, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that is something that I aspire to. I'm just I just haven't kind of got there yet, if you know what I mean. Mm. But I'd love to see see my work in a in a, you know, published and in a in a book and so that people can take it away with them rather than just have to listen to me do it. <laughs> no, but honestly, to do that as well. <laughs> I mean, what a journey it's been for you. You've always been in, in the arts field and stuck to it, and now you're getting your voice out there, and it's mm. going to be be about you now and sharing that with other people. So it's going to be really, really exciting to see what's next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I would, I would. That is something I, you know, it's on the agenda um, yeah. to pull together um an anthology I guess um oh I don't know if I call it an anthology or not yeah it would be yeah it would be yeah well that would be would. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be great to see your play and a book and to see you performing a little bit more um and have you got anything else you want to share with us before we have like a little chat about the poem that we're going to close with called shopping um is there anything else you'd like to share oh no, except, you know, just accept the way I started, really. Um, mm. If we can Please, all, yeah. especially at this time, just listen to each other with an open heart, uh, especially yeah. at the moment with all the awful things that are happening around us. Mm. Um, if we can just try and be kind and just listen to each other and, and respect each other's positions and histories and, you know, origins and all of that, I just think... I just think we need to change the way we operate as a as a entity as a as a population really. Definitely definitely which is why I think it was a an absolute beautiful piece to read during these times that we're going through and to open this episode with. Uh, that's that will be an honor for me as well. Thank you. That's really kind. Thank you. That means a lot. You're most welcome. You're welcome. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and and being so courageous and so brave despite what you're going through, Um, which, you know, I, I can only imagine that it's extremely difficult. Um, So for this poem, Shopping, yes, I've heard you perform this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little, little chat or an introduction, if you like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I wrote this one day because... I, I really can't, I can't bear shopping. I cannot bear it. I go into shops and you can probably, you will be able to tell that, you know, I'm not a size 12. Um, 
but then you know I'm not super huge either and yeah. and even if I was who cares there should be clothes mm. out there that that are really nice for yeah. people who are not a size 10 or 12 um or an eight you know mm. um and it just really annoys me because I end up going shopping thinking oh I'm gonna get you know I have to go out with all this hope and I come back having probably eaten you know a massive cream cake in a shop because I'm so fed up mm. <laughs> that nothing goes up to the size that I need mm. and you know I'll say to people in shops what size do you go up to and they'll tell me and I'll just say why why do you only go up to that size yeah you know and like I say I'm not I'm not massive mm. um and it, it's just so demoralizing and then when when you do find clothes to fit you or, or in mm. your size um you know it's kind of labeled you know and I mean they might as yeah. well just go big fat size over there tents yeah. you know tents are rules over there and it mm. just feels so degrading that we can't just have the same styles as everybody else but just in a bit of a bigger size absolutely it's just <laughs> not fair it's just, just yeah it's just wrong yeah it really is and yeah. it's another thing in the room conversation because obviously people don't really talk about this uh these things which need to be talked about more often mm. yeah and communal changing rooms that's my other bugbear <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get undressed in front of people i don't know i don't exactly. usually want to get undressed in front of people i do know <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> So, mm. Tahira, thank you so much. I've really, really enjoyed this. I really Oh, have. I'm so happy. I, I hope you got what you wanted out of it and we managed to, to share. Like I said, if, you, if there is anything else you want to share with us, uh, please do. But it's been an absolute delight speaking with you and uh, hearing more about your background and reading your poems uh, at home, um, you know, <laughs> kind of reading them. Normally I've seen you perform them and sometimes when you read it, it's you're on your own and you can kind of understand it a little bit more so that was really nice experience for me as well and uh, we are going to close with the poem shopping and um, thank you so much that's all I can say to you thank you so much and please please keep keep going keep strong and if you ever need to talk you know where I am oh, and uh, bless you thank you yeah keep going you're doing you're doing very well thank you and um, I am enjoying it very much Oh, that is great to know. And um, you look after yourself and uh, let's hear the poem Shopping. Shopping. She hates shopping. She hates it with a passion. Self-flagellation in the name of fashion. Daring to be bigger than a size 14. She's given up shopping in outlets manned by teens and she feels the disdain dripping from the size six queens. She finds new ground, never before explored. It looks somehow more inviting than the teen clone man stores. With a whiff of excitement and just a glimmer of new hope, she explores the rails and fashions. Yes, of course she can cope. This glimmer dims as she looks discreetly at the size announced at the top of every garment right there before her eyes and once again they stop, her size a long way away. Perhaps, she thinks, I should try something on. You never know, this one might be as broad as it's long. And with a sinking heart she smiles at the assistant as she passes and enters the changing room 
to discover that there are several other lasses. Communal space, nowhere to hide, not a private corner anywhere to be spied. Should she leave straight out? Because if she were to stay, someone might complain about the weirdo in the bay, not trying on but present and somewhat creepy, wouldn't you say? And as she stands frozen to her mortifying spot, she wonders what goes on in the heads of these designer lot. Can they not appreciate that everyone is different and not everyone cares to display their body in front of complete strangers? Besides which, she hadn't planned on shopping for clothes that day. She did it on a whim as it was on her way. And she had a period knickers on and a new bra was in the wash. No way, therefore, for that embarrassment to be quashed. So, she made like she'd forgotten something and then went back outside. She took the walk of shame with what was left of her pride, asking yet again, what were the designers thinking? Tent-like shapes and florid patterns all added to the feeling that they thought that larger ladies didn't want to look appealing. Why can't they just make the same clothes slightly bigger? That way the ladies of that slightly fuller figure can enjoy a feeling of inclusion and not feel like a walking fashion intrusion. She asked the assistant, who by the way hadn't assisted in any way at all, who promptly shrugged and said, I don't know, is that all? And there ended yet another depressing detour. A woman oppressed because the world can't be bothered to work against the stereotypes with which we are all endlessly foddered. She went along her way, feeling somehow sullied and more than a little sad, but yet again she left the store without that little bag and with a weight in her heart that she was not accepted. And then she saw her friend, all size 10 of her and true, waving from the window of the cafe. Hey there Sue! How about we treat ourselves to tea and one of those massive cakes? And Sue looks across and says, yeah, why not for goodness sakes? She eats it with real gusto, her comfort fix soon gone, and guilt seeps into every pore. And she feels that she deserves no more than to wear the tent-like top she's sporting, florid pattern, justified. I'll start my diet tomorrow, she thinks but she knows she's just lied. Well, what can I say? We can learn so much from today's episode. Thank you so much, Paula, for an inspiring story, for being so courageous and brave, for sharing your story. And we are excited to see what's to come for you. And if we can learn another thing from the episode, I think the first thing that, you know, I've taken away with me is being true to yourself is very very important if you'd like to find out more about paula head on to instagram at paula underscore horton that's at p-a-u-l-a underscore h-o-r-t-o-n you can also find paula on twitter at p-j-h-0-1-2 and if anything if you have any comments to make as always you can send in a voice message through the anchor app 
or you can simply email me a recorded voice message on other expressions at outlook.com keep being and keep inspiring thank you for listening if you have something to say or want to ask a question then send me a voice message and if you felt inspired then why not share this episode with someone who will benefit don't forget to subscribe so that you can be notified of future episodes and take a look at my book mirages to reality which is available on amazon it contains a gift from me a poem written on any subject that you like and finally if you have an event spoken word night or a festival then why not book me in to perform one of my poetry sets you can find out more on www.tyraraymond.com take care Thank you.